Hey, Northeast Pennsylvania, you with the Rob O'Donnell Show here on WILK News Radio, 103.1 FM, 910, 980 AM, or anywhere on the Odyssey app. It is 411, 65 degrees and sunny here in the studio in Pittston. The Rob O'Donnell Show is brought to you by Road Scholar Transport. You have unique shipping needs, and Road Scholar has unique shipping solutions. Dry van, temperature controlled, and high security are just a few. Visit roadscholar.com. Well, it's Tuesdays, and what Tuesdays mean? It's Tuesdays with Tommy, Navy veteran, uh, senior staffer in Congress for many years, and now uh, an advocate for our veterans across the nation, just bringing to light the things that uh, they've earned throughout their career and the pathways to get what they've earned. Tommy, thanks for joining us this week on Rob O'Donnell Show. Hey, Rob. Thanks for having me on, as always. So what do we hey. got this week uh, besides more dysfunction in Congress? <laughs> Uh, you know, that's never ending. We could do a show on that uh, outwardly. Uh, <laughs> so my concern, you know, and I think, Rob, you shared this uh, same concern with me, is, you know, our military personnel, they're up against it. And a lot of times people don't understand that when I say they're up against it, I'm not just talking about the enemy. I'm not talking about just the potential wars that we may or may not get involved in in Israel, the Middle East, and uh, Europe and, and Ukraine and all these PACOM and all these other theaters, they're up against it against their own bureaucracy. And something that I've seen sadly time and time and time again, and it's come again to an individual where the military, they have no problem with crooked investigators within the military law enforcement agencies, NCIS, CID, uh, for the Army and, and other groups like that of destroying their own people. And it seems the more decorated they are or the higher ranking they are, the more they go after them. Um, I know everyone's seen NCIS, the TV show, and JAG. They have no clue. Uh, it is nothing like that at all. Uh, I hate to paint everyone with the same brush, but I, I have not met a really sharp tool um, in the NCIS uh, run-ins that I've had both in Congress and in the Navy. And I'm, I'm, that's as nice as I can say it. But I want to talk today about the Army CID, which is another band of uh, idiots, as you asked me. And the Army's investigative branch, they relieved Colonel John Meredith from the 1st Armored Brigade Combat Team, 1st Cavalry Division here in Texas. And Colonel John Meredith had an honorable career. He had two bronze stars, multiple deployments overseas. Uh, was on the fast track to picking up general, actually, uh, based on some lineal numbers and some things that I've seen. And his wife is also Colonel Meredith, <laughs> and she was also in charge of the command in Texas at the same time. So he got relieved of his command and then was brought charges upon him for sexual assault contact and conduct of becoming of an officer. And they did several stories on this in, in, in every major paper they could. Army, CIA, they put all this information out saying, like, hey, we relieved them. We've got evidence that he went to another officer's uh, house and aggressively, forcibly kissed his wife and groped her and, you know, was trying to form an inappropriate relationship with him, so on and so forth. And she had text messages to prove it and, and some other things. Well, it turns out, after his life has been ruined, they not only relieved him of command, removed him from any potential uh, 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 promotions, 
They also relieved his wife of command because they said she was too politically involved and was looking after her husband too much. So they lost faith in her leadership as well. And then it turns out in another trial, that spouse and that, and that army officer, they had some kind of questionable things go on. And the same investigators were involved in that trial, and which is separate from Colonel Meredith's. And some things turned out, but you know, the army, they still went ahead and were trying to prosecute Colonel Meredith, despite some really exculpatory evidence coming out on their behalf. Specifically, it was reported in Task and Purpose, uh, a newspaper that covers military affairs, that in that trial, they discovered that they had other text messages from the spouse and that army officer that the whole thing was contrived and how they plotted against Colonel John Meredith all because he gave them a bad evaluation. And so they contrived the plan to get him to come over to check on the uh, army officer, and then the wife would then lie about the, you know, the ordeal and call uh, the army investigators and the base police, and that's what she did. And then it turns out the army knew this, but that didn't stop the army. They still went ahead and continued their case against John Meredith. And it wasn't until task and purpose put an article out explaining, hey, that, you know, they're still prosecuting this man and there's exculpatory evidence that they've never turned over to him. So the defense finds this information. The defense then presents it. And the Army says, you know what? We are going to go ahead and drop the sexual uh, uh, assault charges, but we're still going to get you for conduct unbecoming, which essentially is like, hey, we know we screwed up. We have nothing to go against here. But we're going to try to find something else because we don't want to have egg on our face. So instead of just doing an about face, correcting action, knowing that he's not guilty, knowing that these people lied, knowing that these people are untrustworthy, and going after them, punishing them, bringing them up on charges, nope, that's not what they do. They still try to go after Colonel John Meredith. Then finally, after pressure from every military uh, paper that there is, Army Times, Military Press, Stars and Stripes, on them, like, hey, how can you be doing this? This is ridiculous that you're you're embarrassing us. Uh, they finally dropped the charges on Colonel John Meredith just seven days ago. They finally, after all this time, after months and months of knowing that he was innocent, dropped all the charges. But the thing is, he's been relieved of command. He can't get that back. He can't get the same off of his name. And whenever you Google this poor gentleman who served our country faithfully and his wife, not only served our country faithfully, but stood by her husband and didn't just fold and leave and run away, okay? She stood by her husband and they relieved her as well. And now they're forever staying with us. And my concern is this. What are we telling our troops? And what, beyond that, what are we telling people who want to join the military when they see cases like Colonel John Meredith? Yeah, every single like soldier, their, every single soldier in their command that saw this happen, saw the 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 dis, disservice that was done, and then proven to be made up, and still hung out to dry. Yeah, it, and you look at Matt Goldstein. You look at that case, uh, another army case that I pointed to, and, and I put all this in TikTok uh, video, and you can always watch them at Tommy Marquez Consulting. I put this out. We are killing the morale, not only of our active duty right now, we're killing the morale, and it's just no wonder. They were like, hey, we can't meet recruiting goals. The Army can't meet recruiting goals. 
Oh, yeah, I wonder why. Because you guys have these fake witch hunts where you, you know the guy. I mean, how did they not investigate and look at the text messages for these individuals? How did they not go through all this? I had the total misfortune of being a part of an FBI federal indictment. Like, good times. And let me assure you, they took all my stuff. And they reviewed everything. And I just got to believe in this circumstance, I can't see a good investigator. I mean, Rob, you were a police detective in New York Police Department, and you worked on one of the most notorious cases of all time. Tell me it's not good detective work to at least check on these two and see what else they had going on in their story that this guy of 20 years of service, 22 years of service, I believe it was, Bronsar just showed up one day and just assaulted someone no other case history, no other problems, um, you know, without doing a little bit of investigative work and at least looking at the text messages that she claims, which I'm hearing from individuals. I, I can't prove this yet because I'm tr still trying to get this sorted out, but I'm hearing that those text messages were never viewed. So it, not only should those individuals, that army officer and that spouse, they need to go to jail. Yeah, no doubt. They need to go to jail. And not only that, but the army prosecutors who brought this up on the sham evidence. This this reminds me exactly of like Gallagher and Goldstein all over again. Yeah. Where it's like, hey, it's just total made up stuff is out there. They need to be able to sue them civilly and, you know, whatever they money they them. have. They need to lose their commissioning oh, as yeah. well and, and not ever handle a, a UCMJ case as long as they uh, set foot mm -hmm. on this earth. Yeah. And the thing that gets me is that in the discussions, and I think I've talked to you about this with I, you know, I know everybody's talking about Melendez in the Senate. And they're telling me how it's dead to rights. We got him. We got Melendez, right? Okay. Okay. Well, I have zero trust in federal prosecutors. I'm sorry. Uh, and he probably is guilty, you know, this is the second time, but they said they had him dead to rights before. And then he won his trial. They told me about Eddie Gallagher. I had an, uh, a Navy JAG officer who was pushing this and said, we've got him on video stabbing that guy in the neck, Tommy. You don't want to see it. It's horrible. And it turns out that, oh, he is stabbing him in the neck. He's giving him a medical procedure called the cracheotomy. That's a little detail they left out. But they, they said, oh, we got him dead to rights. We got all the evidence in the world that Gallagher did. It. They said on Matt Goldstein that, hey, we got everything on this guy. We got a confession. We got witnesses. All these things were done. And then it turns out the lead investigator made it all up. Uh, in that case, lied, said he was a Green Beret and wasn't a Green Beret. First of all, how did he get hired in the military saying he, had, he was a Green Beret and nobody checked his DD-214, found out he was a washout. Um, and then the, all the statements that he had were handwritten statements from the terrorist family in Goldstein's matter. But no video, no pictures, no nothing. And it turns out all that was made up. So I've seen it over and over again. So when I hear, oh, we got him dead to rights, I just don't believe it. And these prosecutors are trying to make a name for themselves on the backs of American service members. And I have a real problem with that. If there's a bad guy, if there's somebody doing sexual assault on a base, bury, bury him. Throw the book at him with everything you got. I'm, I'm, I'm in. I'm not trying to stop that. But what I am trying to stop is when they know that there's a sculptory evidence, you know, and I can give you dozens of other cases, Blackwater 4, um, uh, Derek Miller, Claire Lawrence, 
I could give you dozens of these cases, all right? And they go after them. Those prosecutors uh, and investigators who are lying need to be, they need to go to jail. They need to lose their license. They should not be able to work in that field at a minimum. And the Meredith in this case, they ought to be able to go after them personally because they're protected by a ridiculous law that doesn't make sense to me that was passed through Congress, which you can't go after federal law enforcement agencies as long as it's in the scope of their warrants. So like Ruby Ridge, when they accidentally killed the wife, that you can't go after them. But if a regular cop kills somebody accidentally, we see it all the time. They go after them personally and they can go to jail. Why is one okay but not the other? Just because they're federal employees? It, it, it makes no sense to me. No, but not at all, Tommy. To I, just, I just shared the video that you sent me today on my social media, and I'll share Thank a couple you, of questions that I got via text message later with you. I already answered them and forwarded them to, them to your website. I appreciate your input. Thanks, yep. as always, Thank you, Tommy. Rob. Thank you. It's uh, 424, time for traffic and weather. And thanks a lot, Rob. This Penteladata internet traffic update. We do have some slowing on 81. It's not so bad. Uh, up by the Scott Benton exit, you'll be dipping a little bit below the speed limit as you go through construction. And then coming southbound right before Wilkesbury Bear Creek, heavy traffic has you dipping below 45 miles per hour. We're not hearing of any accidents, and we're not seeing any major delays at the moment. Whenever you see a traffic problem, call our jam line, 570-883-7269. Nikki Stone, WILK Traffic. Thank you, Nikki. Here's the Storm Tracker 16 forecast from Chief Meteorologist Kurt Aaron. This afternoon, mostly sunny, high in the mid-60s. Tonight, partly cloudy and cool, low 42. Tomorrow, partly sunny and warm, high 71. Thursday, mix of sun and clouds, high 73. The record, 79 in 1963. And Friday, partly sunny and warm, high 75. The record, 78 in 1984. It's currently 65 degrees and sunny at 425 at your official weather station, WILK. Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio. It's 429. Well, Tommy was talking, telling us about how the stacked deck when it comes to criminal investigations from our, for our military is going on. And here was a case where, you know, a colonel was found uh, that none of it took place and there was nothing that could be done afterward to re, re, return him to the status he was prior to being falsely accused. Uh, I did get a bunch of text messages while Tommy was on the air, but I didn't want to disturb him on what he was talking with because I was able to answer a lot of them. Somebody said, my husband is an Air Force v Vietnam veteran. For most of the year, he's been getting the runaround from letters to phone calls. Can this person help, please? And I, I sent him. I put him in contact with Tommy. Also had somebody uh, reach out to me via text message. Could you please ask the gentleman this question? I'm a 100% P&T service-connected disabled veteran. How do I go about getting my free registration? For my vehicle, thank you. Well, I was able to check the Pennsylvania DMV and send them the link on how you can do that. They both thanked me and appreciated it. So that was going on while Tommy was talking um, on the air. So those are the things that happened in the background. Let's go to the phones because John's been waiting for a while. We have John from Freeland on the Trump case in Georgia. John, thank you for waiting. Hey, how are you doing today, Rob? Okay. Uh well, first thing I want to say is that uh, I want to uh, voice my dislike of the sale of 1300, by the way. Down south of you guys, uh, it's hard to get stations that are consistent 
So I always have to be listening to you folks on the computer if I want to hear you clearly. Well, I appreciate you still listening. It wasn't sold. It was transferred over to the new station, La Mega. So, uh, you know, it's still part of the Odyssey network here. They're still next door in the studio. We just don't, we're not on 1300 anymore. See, I would have given them 980 or something. I wouldn't have given them 1300. But uh, getting to the case in Georgia, now, you know, you were a detective in New York City, and you've seen a lot of RICO cases. Does, is there anything funny about this that strikes you as not being a RICO case anymore? It, it shouldn't be a RICO case, but you know that's what they're going for. And, and we've seen we've seen the leanings, we've seen the slantings. If they're they're gonna, the process is going to take place through the appeals process, not here. So yeah, because none of this is you know because ordinarily. You know, the, the prosecutors take the first cooperators and they, they, they uh, have them plead guilty to major charges. And then they offer them the sentencing leniency in exchange for their testimony. And, you know, we have four people now uh, who's so-called who's been indicted or charged with lesser crimes uh, not one of them has been charged yet with RICO conspiracy. That nothing's been laid out that shows us there was this big criminal enterprise, all with the same crim- single criminal uh, criminal objective. And it's you know none of the four people so far will see a a single day in prison. In fact, Ellis had to change the charge, uh, uh, you know, to to. Um, Oh, I'm sorry, Willis had to change the charge against Ellis in order to get her to plead guilty, you know. And what she pled guilty to was like, you know, throw up a little confetti, nothing all that grand. Well, that's why these these guilty pleas are really not all that because, okay, I'm going to pay five or six thousand, because depending on who the four were, it's anywhere between five and six thousand dollar fine, a letter to the to the Georgia voters apologizing and uh, some community service. Mm-hmm. Or you pay a couple hundred thousand dollars in legal fee to see this through till the end. So yeah. it's really a no-brainer as far as, uh, you know, if you're in that case. And any normal person who doesn't have, you know, a hundred or two hundred thousand dollars to to have a defense for themselves, uh, it was the smart move to take. Now, here's the thing. Now, a lot of this is done because of the Georgia laws that are in place there, first offender laws, which allows them to plead guilty down to lesser charges, which some of the stances I've seen, Donald Trump himself could take advantage of this, plead guilty to low misdemeanors, pay a couple thousand dollars in fines, and um, be done with this. Mm-hmm. I don't see him doing that because he has the resources to keep fighting, but you know, as all these people are cheering, and, and like you said, they hold these higher felony offenses against these individuals till after they testify as part of their plea deal. Now, their cases are done, so when they testify, they can testify to whatever they want. Yeah. And it's not necessarily going to be that, you know, it, it could be, but we don't know. And it may not be damaging to Trump himself. And until that takes place, until that testimony happens, now we can speculate. But other than that, we don't know how it's going to go from there. Yeah. I mean, to me, it just seems like all this is just there to, uh, to, to, to put a big stain on Trump's reelection bid and to drag it out, hopefully taking him down before 
you know, so that he is you know, uh, uh, not reelected or he's not, um, you know, put in as the Republican candidate. That that no, nothing will ever come of any of the charges against him in the Georgia case, and everybody on the left was counting on the Georgia case to be the big downfall, at least putting him in jail. Yeah, and we'll have to see. But uh, like I said, this case is going to be fought in the appeals process, not here. And like you said, the timing of it with the election and the, the speed of these trials have a lot to be uh, you know speculated on. Mm-hmm. But John, I appreciate your call. I've got to head out to a break. Have a good one. Thank you, my friend. It's uh, 435 here at WILK. We'll be back. Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio. That's a strong co- song called Stand. Local artist Nate Hosey uh, Appreciate him letting us use it for uh, this piece where we honor our heroes across America who made the ultimate sacrifice. 62 police officers made the ultimate sacrifice. Five from here in this area. We're going to start off with uh, police officer Jason Michael Belton of the Erie Police Department in Pennsylvania in 2021. Died from complications as a result of contracting COVID while on duty. We also have land management officer Widrow E. Portsline. The Pennsylvania Game Commission in 1973 suffered a fatal heart attack while investigating reports of trespassing and poaching on a farm. We have Sergeant Walter Allen Powell, Oil City Police Department in Pennsylvania in 1928, succumbed to gunshot wounds sustained four months earlier when he was shot by a prisoner inside a city jail. We have Policeman Albert Charles Stewart, Philadelphia Police Department in 1925, was shot and killed by three robbers who were holding up a banking company. And we have uh, Private John Patrick McLaughlin of the Pennsylvania State Police in 1918, died after contracting the Spanish flu while performance of his duties. And those are the five from our area here in Pennsylvania. It's uh, 442 here at WILK. Time for traffic and weather. And this traffic update is brought to you by Penn Teledata Internet and Firetree Conewago. Struggling with addiction, Firetree Conewago can help you. Visit Firetree.com. Looks like it's uh, slowing a bit on 81 through the Scranton area, but nothing major. There are no major backups, no um, accidents to report at the moment. And Northern Boulevard in South Abington Township, Clark Summit also, bumper to bumper, you might find uh, slight delays. Whenever you see a traffic problem, call our jam line, 570-883-7269. Nikki Stone, WILK Traffic. Thank you, Nikki. Here's the Storm Tracker 16 forecast from Chief Meteorologist Kurt Aaron. This afternoon, mostly sunny, high in the mid 60s. Tonight, partly cloudy and cool, low 42. Tomorrow, partly sunny and warm, high 71. Thursday, mix of sun and clouds, high 73. Friday, partly sunny and warm, high 75. It's currently 65 degrees and sunny. At 4.43, your official weather station, WILK. Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio. It's at the point where we uh, look back in history, see what's happened in the past, uh, see where we're going today. And I don't see us going anywhere fast, to be be honest with you. Well, Emmer, Republican from uh, Minnesota, dropped out of the House Speaker race. So now there is no front runner for the House Speaker as far as the GOP is concerned in Washington. So we will see uh, what happens from here. But as again, uh, you know, what did we have? Nine yesterday, seven this morning, and then it was down to four, then one just before the show started. And now we don't have anyone who was in the lead because uh, 
Representative Emmer has dropped out of the run for speaker. Now you have Representative Flood from Nebraska pushing a GOP unity pledge for speaker. So they're going to work together with the Democrats to uh, pick a speaker. We'll see how that works. We'll see when we go forward. Nothing at this point describes me. But Mike Flood is on from the Financial Services Committee is talking about a uniparty speaker. So we'll see what happens there. You know, in the end of this, maybe AOC will speak, be speaker. Uh, could it get any worse? <laughs> Probably not. Well, this day in history in uh, October 24th of 1938, the Fair Labor Standards Act of 1938 went into effect on this day. The FLSA introduced the 40-hour work week. Established a national minimum wage, guaranteed time and a half for overtime in certain jobs, and prohibited most employment of minors in oppressive child labor. We should bring child labor back, maybe teach them some responsibility. Also on this day in 1926, Harry Houdini's last performance, which was at the Garrick Theater in Detroit, took place. Then we have, uh, in 1901, on this day, Annie Edson Taylor became the first person to go over Niagara Falls in a barrel. Well, I have about 400 and something from D.C. that could probably take the same feat right now. We can arrange. Maybe it would humble them a little bit. In 1861, on this day, the first transcontinental telegraph line across the United States is completed. Spelling the end of the 18-month-old Pony Express. So those are some of the some of the things that happen on this day in history. You can call or text at 570-883-0098. But the the new breaking news coming out of Washington right now is there is no one right now running for the Speaker of the House. Where Representative Emmer of Minnesota dropped out of the speaker race. Now, he was the front runner, but there were 29 Republicans against him. Where do we go from here? What do you want to see from here? What What's your solution to this? Who would you like to be Speaker of the House? I mean, you have Representative Mike Flood of Nebraska, a Republican, who's introducing a House GOP unity pledge. If you can't get uh, all 220 Republicans to agree, is that the only next step to find someone that they could both agree on? I don't see that happening. But I want to hear from you guys in Northeast Pennsylvania. I want to hear the listeners. What would you, what was the, what is the next move you would like to see in our House of Representatives as far as speaker goes? How do we move on from here? Cuz I said we've we've had Somewhere between 10 and 13, because our military, between the Defense Department and CENTCOM, can't seem to get that number correct. And I don't want to misrepresent it, but the Department of Defense says 13, CENTCOM says 10 attacks on our military. We are facing a government shutdown in 24 days, almost 23 days, come tomorrow. What's your solution? Because uh, I'll be damned if I don't have one at this point. And that's why I said, you know, do they go back to a Jim Jordan or a Steve Scalise? Do we end up with a Speaker McCarthy, you know, back to back to square one? 
I don't have the answer. And again, I'm not giving you my opinion. I don't know where we go from here. If you go through Congress, uh, again, I'll go back to agreeing with Senator John Fetterman of Pennsylvania last week. We are not sending our best and brightest to Washington, and they prove us that day in and day out. So, text message came in. Trump shot down any chance, Elmer, by calling him a rhino and saying that he would be a horrible mistake. Yes, Trump did do that earlier today. So, uh, again, because Emmer did not support Trump after losing the 2020 election. So, uh, again, I, I'm, I'm really curious to see what your thoughts are because i'm at this point what where do we go i'm i'm at a loss to to say uh, what's the fix for this but it needs to be fixed let's go to the phones now we have a rob from wilkesbury on the speaker of the house rob how you doing rob okay uh do you have a solution for this mess well i'll tell you what i think uh you know i'm no political expert or anything but i'll tell you what i i think mccarthy should be the speaker I think he got a. I think it was it was a bad thing what happened to him. You know what I mean? The way they, uh, you had those seven or eight people that ganged up on him. You know, I, I saw a good thing about that. They said it was like somebody uh, when Newt Gingrich was talking about it. He said that it was like they had a hand grenade. They pulled the pin and threw it, blew everything up, and now everybody's got to suffer for it. You know what I mean? Yeah, and the thing is, the the eight that are responsible for that, including Matt, you know Matt Gates at the the leader of that. Oh yeah, well did, he was. They the, he didn't was have the, an yeah, alternative. He, they didn't have a solution. I yeah. mean, their solution was this mess that we've been in for the past two or three weeks. Exactly, and he was the one. He was the one that that started it all. Just out of out of revenge or whatever. He didn't like. He didn't like McCarthy. You know and, what I mean? And I, believe you, I, I get a lot of the arguments that those eight had, especially Matt Gates. I want single subject bills. I want term limits. I want to see all the things right. that they were bringing up. But you gotta have to realize we have a mixed government. You have a very slim majority in the House. You do not have the Senate. You do not have the White House. You can you could pass all you want on the House floor. It doesn't go anywhere from there. Right. So what's the sense of putting losing votes to the House floor? Right. There's no there's no there's no uh, harmony, no working together there. You know what I mean? That's the you know. But but I think, like I said, uh, I think McCarthy did the right thing at the time. He tried to keep things going, you know, by uh, doing what he did. And, uh, you know, look what they did. I think he like I said, I think he should be put back in again. I really do. I think he's the best best guy for the job. Honestly, and I think we might end up like I've been starting this since Friday. I think we're going to end up back there where it's going to come full circle, and that might be a viable alternative. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I you know from what I've seen and heard, you know, when he was speaker, I I thought he was doing a decent job. I think he was doing as best he could with what he had to work with, and you know what they did to him and all the chaos they caused. And like you said, and and there's no, there was no no solution, nothing. They're they're all twisting in the wind. You know what I mean? You know. They've become so accustomed to be the opposition party, they they really don't know how to lead at this point, and it's it's no. it's disappointing. No, it's getting it's getting more more chaos and uh, day by day. You know what I mean? Instead of things getting better, it's getting worse. Like I said, I think he's the he he should be put back in. You know what I mean? He's he's the man for the job right now. You know. Yep, well, we're going to have to see where this goes because it doesn't look like yeah. they have an answer uh, uh, as well. Thanks for the call in, Rob. 
Okay, good, good, good show, Rob. I Take appreciate care. you. Thank you. It's 4.56 here at WILK. We'll be back after this message. Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio. It's almost 5 o'clock here at the station. 33 Americans have been killed in the war between Hamas and Israel. And Israel is uh, reaching out to the people of Palestine saying that if they, for reward and safety, security, if they turn in or give information to where hostages are being held, they are offering them a reward and security if they give viable information to where hostages are being held inside Palestine. We'll talk about a lot more when we get back after the 5 o'clock hour. It's 5 o'clock here on WILK News Radio. We'll be back with the Rob O'Donnell Show after this.